Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Frank's World, the storytelling podcast about nature. Sorry for missing an episode last time. My schedule has just been so busy lately, and I wasn't able to do it, so it was just a mid-season break. But today, we're getting right back into the story of Frank, Lisa, and Steve as they try to save humanity from impending doom. As always, if you want more information about the topics of the episodes, head to the website behind-it-science.glitch.me and find us over on Instagram at franksworldpod. Thank you so much for listening this week, and I hope you enjoy. Here's a quick recap of last episode before we get started. There was a lot of tension in the room after the fight Frank and Lisa got into. Frank thought it was right that they stuck up for themselves to Dalton and issued their complaints, but Lisa felt like it was a step too far. Finally, Steve was able to get them to talk it out, and they were both able to apologize to each other as they were both being pretty dramatic. They are such a good duo most of the time, but they always seem to get into these little arguments like this. Hopefully they can work on that. Also last week, the team focused on the issue of food waste and instead tried to promote more sustainable food habits. Okay, let's get started with the new episode. The team joined together in the conference room for a little brainstorming sesh. They had run out of ideas of ways to help the earth and they needed to come up with some new ones. Each of them were silently scrolling through their laptops, typing here and there, and then doing some more scrolling. Finally, they came back together as a group and shared out their ideas, discussing which ones they liked and didn't like until they had a list. In fact, they were so organized that they planned it all out on the calendar, which days they were going to do which things, until they ran out of time. Hopefully it would be enough for Mother Nature. They didn't really even know what they were doing. Before, they at least had specific tasks and letters from her confirming their success, but now there was no communication. All they could do was hope for the best. They didn't have any sort of standard to use, anyone else to look to for reference, because no one else had ever been put in this situation before. It was possible that she wanted them to be doing even more, and it was possible that even if this was enough, she still could have her doubts and decide to wipe out humanity anyways. The pressure was almost unbearable, but they couldn't succumb to it, not when the whole world was literally on their shoulders. They decided that this week they wanted to focus on the topic of clean energy because they knew it played an important role in climate change, but none of them knew much about it, not even Frank. I guess we should get to researching then, said Steve. Hold on, isn't there a renewable energy laboratory not far from here? What if we were somehow able to visit there? I bet they could teach us a lot, responded Lisa. Yeah, you're right. It's about a 40-minute drive, I think, Steve replied. But we can't do that. We have to keep this mission a secret. Well, we don't have to tell them we're doing this. Let's just pretend to be a normal uh, group of people, curious about energy, and we want a tour of the facility. Surely they wouldn't turn us down, right? Lisa asked. How about we call them and ask, suggested Steve. Great idea. Steve went over to the website and found the phone number. Then Lisa dialed it into her phone and waited for a reply. Hi, my name is Lisa. I was wondering if you guys do tours of any kind at your facility. You do? Great. My friends and I are curious about clean energy, and we live nearby, and this would be a great place to learn more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Four o'clock on Wednesday sounds great. Thank you so much, she said as as she hung up. We got it. They all smiled happily. So I think we should go there and check it out, and then from there we can decide what the best course of action would be for us to take, said Frank. Yep, replied Lisa. I think we should talk a little bit as a group, though, said Steve. We should discuss this leader business. Like, we can't just go on without one. There's got to be someone we can ask, replied Lisa. But how can we have any idea who knows about the mission and who doesn't? 
You're right, said Frank. We're surrounded by other FBI workers here at this office, but many of them probably have no idea what we're working on, and we can't tell them. I think we should consider reaching out to Agent Everett again, suggested Steve. She's the only one who I think would be able to help. She doesn't want to talk to us, said Lisa, clearly hurt. But she wants us to succeed, obviously, and she knows the importance, replied Steve. They all nodded in agreement. Frank, how about you message her? You and her seem to be kind of close. Oh, no, I can't be the one to do it, Frank replied. Why? Steve and Lisa asked at the same time. I just, um, I, I wouldn't know the right thing to say. It would be too awkward. They gave him a weird look, but decided to drop it. Okay, I'll do it then, said Lisa. She pulled up her email and started typing it. Dear Agent Everett, Hey, it's Lisa. Listen, I know you didn't want us to reach out to you, and we totally respect that. However, we are in a bit of a pickle right now and need your help. We've been without a leader for a team now for a little while because the last one walked out and we have no idea who to contact about receiving a new one. If you could just reach out to, you know, whoever you work for and try to get us someone, that would be great. I know you're not on speaking terms with us, but I also know you care very deeply about this mission and want it to succeed. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, Lisa said. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. They went home after that, and the next day they headed for the laboratory. Frank and Lisa drove together in Lisa's car because they lived pretty close to each other, and Steve drove by himself. It was about a 40-minute trip. This reminds me of all those plane rides we had to go on, said Lisa, while smiling. Yeah, I kind of missed that. I mean, they were very long trips, but they were relaxing, and we got to bond a lot, Frank replied. True, she said. Those were fun days. Stressful, but fun. They laughed, and then she turned up the music, and they had a nice time together. She looked beautiful in the glow of the sun through the car. When they got there, they met with Steve in the parking lot and went inside. There, they were able to find a woman who was willing to give them a tour. It was a large building, and they couldn't see everything, but they mainly just saw a bunch of scientists and engineers working on various projects. Lisa, Steve, and Frank couldn't even fathom what all they were working on. The woman started explaining renewable energy to them. She said it's much better for the environment than other methods of energy production because it doesn't burn fossil fuels and therefore doesn't contribute as much to global warming. She said the most common forms are solar panels and windmills, which use infinite sources, the sun and wind, to provide energy. But there are also other forms that utilize waves, tides, hydrothermal heat, and biomass. She also mentioned that the that the technology to support a fully renewable, energized world exists, but in reality, only around 10% of energy is renewable. As they walked around, they saw many scientists working on various technological instruments. It was truly fascinating to see, although they didn't understand most of it. When the tour concluded, they thanked the woman kindly and went home for the night. The next day, they came back into the office to get started on their initiative. Now that they knew all about clean energy, it was a lot easier. The first thing on their checklist was to promote clean energy products to people. This was, this was becoming Steve's area of expertise. He emailed with multiple brands selling solar panels which use energy from the sun, biomass stoves which burn compressed wood to create a source of heat, and ground source heat pumps which draw in heat from the ground and transport it into your house. In his emails, he asked the brand managers if it was okay for them to promote their products, and of course, they all said yes. Steve was kind of surprised at how cheap these products were. He thought they'd all be much more expensive, but some of them are even cheaper and better for the environment than normal ones. Together, 
Together, the team put together a website and an app that was very accessible for people. The simple interface allowed users to tap on a button on the screen for what kind of product they were looking for, and then they were brought to a list of different purchase options, accompanied by information on each product and why it was beneficial. They were able to build this platform much quicker than in the past, now that they had some practice. Within a few days, it was all put together and ready to be launched. The next thing they wanted to do was build a website that would allow people to take political action in support of clean energy policies. Encouraging individual people to make the switch was great, but in order for long-term effects to take place, there needed to be policies put into place. They figured that the best way they could do this was to set up another very accessible website that could give people multiple methods of taking political action. For all 50 states in the U.S., they set up a form of they set up a form for people to email their representatives within seconds. Lisa even wrote up a pre-written message in support of clean energy bills. They put scripts so that people could use that people could use to talk to their representatives and say exactly what they needed to. Lastly, they put information about movements and organizations in each major city. Lisa worked her magic and spread this website all around social media. The last step that they wanted to take was, of course, to educate people about renewable energy via social media platforms. They put together posts that succinctly conveyed information all about the issue, basically everything that they were told at the laboratory. Once again, Lisa shared these all around and got them some traction. The impact of these actions was already becoming clear. They saw multitudes of likes and comments on their social media accounts affirming that people were at least seeing the information, but the real way they wanted to track their impact was to check out the statistics on the websites they set up, the one promoting the products and the one used to take political action. They were shocked to see the numbers, as they were even more than they expected. People were actually buying the products directly off their website, and hundreds of people were contacting their representatives. They were so excited that it went successfully. After all this was done, they were packing up to head home for the night when Lisa's phone buzzed. It's from Agent Everett, she announced. Steve and Frank leaned forward in, in anticipation as she read it aloud. Lisa, I had no idea you were without a leader on your team. I am so sorry about that. The head of this project must be kept anonymous to you for policy reasons, but you can contact the email linked below to ask for support. I already have contact contacted them, and you should be receiving a new leader shortly. One more thing. I want you to know that the reason I left has nothing to do with you. I'm really not mad. You and the rest of the team have been great, and I wish you the very best. Sincerely, Rose Everett. Wow, said Lisa. It's so great to hear from her again. Yeah, remarked Steve. I miss her. Frank stayed silent. He liked hearing from her too, though. Although he knew when she said she wasn't mad, she meant she wasn't mad at Lisa and Steve. She was mad at him, though, and reasonably so. He missed her more than ever. It was time to go home. They were going to meet again the next day just to talk some last-minute things over, but for tonight they deserved some good rest. But the next afternoon, when they joined together again, Steve came in with an idea. I know we wanted this project to be finished, he said, but I think we should try to make more of an impact. How so? asked Frank. I think we should try to get other people from across the world talking about this issue and buying clean energy products. We could show people how to support these brands and raise awareness to their family and friends, and we can teach them how to use social media just like we are. If enough people do this in their close circles, we could really create a global impact here. I love it, remarked Lisa, but you can do the coding for this one. I'm all coded out. Steve laughed. I'll do the coding, he responded. And so he created their final website for the topic of clean energy, one with guides on how to encourage others to buy renewable energy products and show support for positive political action. 
It took an extra two days to do this, but it was worth it because it made their advocacy more sustainable. They had to move on to their next topic, but other people from around the world were able to maintain the efforts for clean energy. It was very relieving to finally finish, for real this time. They had been their they had this had been their hardest project yet, but they were really proud of the work they put in and all the attention it was getting. They hoped that it would create real change. After a group high five, they all headed home where they would finally be able to take a real break. That's the end of the episode for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. A new episode will be posted two Sundays from now, so stay tuned for that. Thank you so, so much for listening and have a fantastic rest of your day.